0: Welcome to the Future Proof Podcast. We do this every month to talk about what we've been doing and what we're working on. I'm Gregory Avery-Weir.
1: And I'm Melissa Avery-Weir.
0: And you, Melissa, ran a game for some people recently, didn't you?
1: I did. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last month, but um, we, or I, <laughs> wrote up and, uh, and streamed a story called Still Waters Run Deep uh, and our system Rosette Diceless. Um, this was streamed on Twitch. I had three players. Um, it went really well. It went really well. The sort of the final kind of in the moment set up for the stream didn't go very smoothly. There's
0: always technical difficulties mm-hmm. for that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So it we started late um, and... <laughs> uh ran a little long and did not finish so the one shot has become a two shot
0: (laughs) but you'll be doing a it's not on Is it on halloween that you'll be doing the
1: second half it's on the 28th so So it's pretty close it's pretty close it's the final sunday of october um which
0: is appropriate because it's a southern gothic horror yes thing
1: yep and it turned out it turned out well like i you know i'm super nervous and like I don't know, some mixture of imposter syndrome and, and <laughs> rustiness and a whole bunch of other things. Um, but, yeah, I was really worried, like, would it be interesting? Would it feel like I was forcing people to do one option or I don't know? It, it's whatever. It's a role playing game. I, I worry about great. I worry about all these things. When
0: you've run tons of, of uh, not, stories. Not
1: tons, not enough. Um, you've run tons. <laughs> um, but it was exciting. People really got into it. People understood the system well yeah um and i think i succeeded in not having a boring rules dump of
0: i think so 10 minutes of at least on stream i think it was it was good
1: yeah um and even even before the stream um the, the way I was able to kind of highlight important parts about people's characters in a way that they didn't have to just stare at their yeah. character sheet and go, uh, where's what?
0: It's like, look at your superlative trait. That's the the big fancy thing you can do. Exactly. Your skills are interesting. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, and it helped them think about how their character concept, you know, if it's like I'm playing a cop and I have, you know, more than just being, you know, a uh, deductive mind or really good with clues or whatever, mm-hmm. um... They also had a couple of other traits and skills that were twists on mm-hmm. the traditional idea of what you would think of as a cop doing. Um, so, um, and then there was there were components I didn't even really think about until we were in play, and that was like uh, biases of my own as I laid these characters. I was like, okay, a cop from the '70s, if really from the '60s, mm-hmm. um, and then the person was like, yeah, it's a woman, so let's talk about what it's like to be a woman mm-hmm. cop in the 60s, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, hmm, here we are. Yep. Uh, so we got some some good role-playing out of that, too. So it was a ton of fun, and I'm nervous about the next half, of course, because that's me, nervous. Yeah. But uh, it went well.
0: And if you've got a an RPG stream or yeah. know someone who has an RPG stream that you think would like uh, one shot or possibly two shot... <laughs> Run for them. uh, Let us know. Hit us up at info at futureproofgames.com.
1: We We can run
0: that one, or we could talk about...
1: We could talk about something else, yeah. yeah. Um, And we will at least link to um, the first half of the stream in Mm -hmm. our show notes, um, and probably also embedded in the post. Yeah. So you've been working on something a little more uh, futuristic, I I have been programming an (laughs) artificial
0: intelligence, sort of... (laughs) So we've got this. We may have mentioned it before. We have a, a chat bot named Lita. Uh, the 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 actual library is called Lita, but mm-hmm. ours is also named Lita. Yeah. And it's just a little thing for us to be able to say like, "Hey, Lita, are all our sites up?" Yeah. And uh, Lita, when's our next PR event for mm-hmm. like sales and stuff? And we've been having some. A little bit of trouble lately just keeping up with we switch off every other day who's in charge of like responding if sites go down and mm-hmm. reblogging stuff on twitter and th- stuff like that so to help with that we thought that we'd get lita to give us a little good morning post and yeah. say you know good morning hey so and so is on call yep that's it's weird it's a it's Lita's written in Ruby, which mm-hmm. is something that I'm not particularly familiar with at all.
1: Me neither. I it was uh, it was a tough conversation when we picked Lita because I was mm-hmm. like, we don't know Ruby. Like, we're committing ourselves if we want to add plugins to learning enough to script up something.
0: Which... But we were also kind of like, yay, learning Ruby. Sure, to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting tech because it presents itself as an AI like. When you're actually interacting with it, it feels like you're chatting with a mm-hmm. uh, computer. But what I'm writing is actually just every morning at eight a.m. Go talk to Google Calendar mm-hmm. and find out some information and then post it in Slack. Like it's not
1: right. The hardest part is going to be interacting with Google Calendar. Not yeah,
0: <laughs> it's and not even a rule system. It's just it's, a script. Yep. Um, but we,
1: we have a rule system for other things. Yeah, we've got
0: we've got it hooked up to. Dialogue flow is that what yep. it's
1: called? Dialogue flow, so it can interpret um, when we say when we say what's our next PR event. Mm-hmm. It goes it out of several things. It determines we mean PR event. It means we want the next one. Um, it kind of chews that up using some some AI stuff that Google has written. And then once it tells us it means calendar stuff mm-hmm. and give me one in the future, then you know we do the the work of getting calendar stuff. But um, we
0: wrote code to do it yes so we, we wrote only had to, to do it, it once
1: yep uh, so AI stuff is so much more modern now
0: yeah it used to you like years ago when we first learned AI and ten, pseudo AI stuff
1: 10 11 12 years ago
0: you didn't have this sort of like library and plug stuff you could connect to you had some very basic mm-hmm. libraries that were actual like, library-ass libraries. We had to compile them into right. some app.
1: And a lot of that was for image recognition yeah. stuff, because that was really popular research at the time. Yeah, a
0: certain amount of natural language processing, but mm-hmm. that was reasonably primitive compared to some of the fuzzy logic stuff that is going on now.
1: Yeah, Microsoft and Google have really commodified that stuff. Like, yeah. there's just two competing, immense libraries were speech natural language processing is no longer a thing like yeah. you just if, if you have fewer than a few million requests a day just do it for free through them
0: yeah so
1: that's that's interesting and strange
0: so i'm looking forward to finishing that at the moment i think this morning it said hey good morning i don't know how to tell yeah who, who's on call today yet
1: maybe you should check <laughs> yeah.
0: it's you know it's Weird having to deploy it to test it, but, you know, it's only internal, so... Yeah.
1: It's it's one of those things where, as much as I love my clean DevOps worlds in some mm-hmm. case, sometimes it's just, you just have to push the code and work in production, yeah. Um, which,
0: yeah. So, what about uh, your forays into the world of, of cloud services?
1: Oh, so... I don't have a ton of experience doing cloud stuff with um, full-on like hosting websites in a cloud. Um, I did some of it like five years ago, um, and then haven't really messed with it since. But I have free Azure money. Azure is Microsoft's cloud solution, um, competitor to uh, Amazon Web Services (AWS). Yeah, I don't AWS. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is I'm actually previously more familiar with Amazon's. Um, But I have like a ton of money with Azure. And so we were looking at ways we can cut some costs on sort of our monthly hosting bill, where we have some applications that just can't be put on shared hosting.
0: Yeah, we need to be able to install packages, Uh or we need to not have them get shut down if some memory goes up, you know, like, we can't have the thing that lets us know if our sites go down on the same service as our sites are because if that service right. goes down, we won't know.
1: Exactly. Um, and so we have a couple of things that cost us, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks a month on their own as like a single site, which is for us expensive. Like yeah. we're, We just aren't bringing in um, a ton of money to, to cover that plus all the other stuff we, we do. Um, and so we took... Kind of one of our most expensive ones, uh, which is our actually our build server. We use Jenkins um, to to automate all of our all of the builds that we can. Um, and so I was like, well, let's move this into Azure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spun up a new VM. Actually, okay, I found a guide on how to <laughs> on how to install Azure or how to install Jenkins in Azure, which why which not? in
0: my experience is the way you do any cloud stuff. <laughs>
1: sure. Um, so it was fire up a, a virtual machine there, um, get stuff installed a certain way. And then at that point, I just moved over our backup mm-hmm. um, and then struggled mightily to actually get our stuff building from it. Um, but it probably took, I think it took five hours, um, probably an hour and a half or two hours of that was fixing one problem Um so the bulk of it in less than four hours. So it was not bad at all. I yeah, in surprised.
0: terms of like migrating something to a new technology, right. that is so quick and yep. easy.
1: And so that's saving us money. It's running really smoothly. We now actually have the ability to scale that. Um, Jenkins, it turns out, kind of just has a plugin that's like, hey, you're on Azure? Okay, I'll make a new little server for you when you run a build. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fast, yeah. um, but uh, it's it's handy. So. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. It felt satisfying because yeah. the first time I tried this with a different site, it did not go well because um, I tried to use very Azure specific stuff. So
0: as part of as part of Lita's stuff, I ran into some resource limits on DigitalOcean because we've got a tiny little five twelve megabyte box that we're using, mm-hmm. and just you know installing all the gems we needed for this new feature. Was causing Docker to get killed due to out of memory issues. And so I, for the first time, I think for the first time, set up a a swap space. Yeah. Uh, And so we've now got a a gig of of swap space on that box that only ever gets used when it's spinning up.
1: Did you ever run Linux as a desktop?
0: No, no. I've only ever used it in like servers and for development.
1: Yeah, yeah. So on a differently creative front, We are back to writing Headless Swarm.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that job editor we were creating to help make this process much, much, much smoother.
1: Oh my god, it's so much
0: smoother. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you've been working (laughs) with that half of it. I haven't seen any of the stuff you've written yet.
1: Oh, well, eh, well, I'm working on it still. Um,
0: So this next job that we're writing, which is sort of a chunk of story in this this season, is called Burn, Burn, Burn.
1: Yes. Um, It is one of my favorite NPCs. Uh, that I came up with. Uh, his name is Colonel Pop.
0: <laughs> Which is excellent. He is from Indiana.
1: Yes, he's from Indiana. Uh, somewhat inspired by a friend of mine.
0: <laughs> yes. Actually, rather
1: inspired by yep. a friend of mine.
0: But uh, he is attending a computer security conference, cyber mm-hmm. warfare conference, yep. and runs into some trouble from the dastardly Onyx Horde. And the player's job is to help him out.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, and one of the great things about about Colonel Pop is that, you know, he's in this kind of elite hacker group and has worked for uh, the evil corporation that's mm-hmm. involved. Um, but he's also quite self-effacing and maybe not amazing at his job. I think or he's, he's, he's good
0: at the things he's good at. Yes. But he's a huge dork otherwise. Exactly.
1: Um, so that puts an interesting spin on someone who is you know, kind of undercover at this, at this conference. He is, he
0: is not the cool, stylish (laughs) hacker. He is probably closer to what most gray hat hackers and hacktivists are in real life, which is...
1: And he's also an older character. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know I probably almost assuredly haven't talked about this here. When we design characters for Headless Swarm, Mm -hmm. we try to make them on at least one axis, um not a standard stereotype of a hacker. Yeah. Um, So we've done things with characters with multiple bodies. We've Mm -hmm. done things like Cape, like Colonel Pop, who's, I mean, I say older, I mean, forties or fifties, right? Like a seasoned professional who's had a, had an extensive career. Um, We have, of course, LGBT and, Mm -hmm. and women and, you know, like all, all these sorts of things um, to sort of break the mold. So, so Colonel Pop is dorky, yes, but also
0: kind of yeah.
1: closer to making a dad joke or two than yes. than just being socially awkward.
0: <laughs> and so you've been doing the story and writing, mm-hmm. uh, writing kind of emails and and stuff back and forth, and I've been working on puzzles. Which
1: how is that going?
0: Uh boy, it's it's I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, uh, both, both of
1: I feel really rusty on my part too. So
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's fun. It's I'm, I'm definitely hopping back into my old standby of having the puzzles kind of shaped like interesting things.
1: Ah, yes. Um, which,
0: is, which is something I tend to use for inspiration. Like, you know, this is a thing for a convention. So, you know, in, in the cyberpunk world, yes. that means that all the, the systems kind of resemble stuff from a, a conference.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I've got, you know, the line, the, the, the ticket management system looks like a line... Uh, that you'd stand in in order to get your badge and nice. stuff like that.
1: Just don't go the route I did with the body camera. Uh, oh, I don't puzzle. remember. So this was a this was one of the early um, jobs in this in Headless Swarm, um, and you were.
0: Now this was this must have been Black Echoes, right? This if was those Black body Echoes. cameras.
1: Yep. Um, and so you were looking through police footage archives, police server mm-hmm. archives, to try to find the footage of how this murder occurred. Um, and so I decided I this was a body footage, body cam. Mm-hmm. So I did what looked like a camera eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, one, an incredibly difficult system to play. <laughs> also, an incredibly difficult system to design because it was hard to play. So it was just
0: a hard shape to do. <laughs> yeah, it was a
1: hard shape to get kind of a circular thing with another circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I mean, I probably spent four hours maybe longer designing that puzzle by itself and revamping recutting i think i ended up keeping the hardest version because it was too hard Mm -hmm. for sort of what we want to be accessible i think i kept that and put that somewhere else or maybe yeah i think it got used as a
0: as an kind of an extra feature yeah um
1: so that was just when representational yeah (laughs) puzzles can indeed go too far i'm
0: perfectly happy to let it go (laughs) abstract anytime it gets too tricky (laughs) So, yeah, but that, that won't be coming out as soon as we finish it. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and build up a, a little queue so that when we start actually releasing stuff, we won't have long gaps if something goes on or if, if we right. have unexpected work we need to do.
1: Yep. So I think that means um, we're probably looking at something like December.
0: Possibly. Next. Yeah. It depends on how how quick this ends up going. It hasn't yeah. gone quickly yet. Not yet. Um, but hopefully it'll pick up.
1: Yeah. We'll get our, our legs under us.
0: Yeah. So that's about it for this past month. Uh, you can, if you want to check out our stuff, you can go to futureproofgames.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out Exploit Zero Day, which is the hacktivist game we've been talking about, you can go to exploitzeroday.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at PlayFutureProof, on Facebook as Proof Games. And that's and where
1: you'll, you'll find our schedule there of um, when the game is going on. Yeah. Um, We've also been doing a little bit of Twitch streaming, which you'll find oh, in yeah. get information there. Um, we've been busy bees. Yep. Um, so social media is a good way to keep up with us.
0: Definitely. And if you've got any questions or comments or suggestions for us, uh, hit us up on our blog or in social media or just email info at futureproofgames.com. Mm-hmm. Our theme music is Juparo by Broke for Free, which is available under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Thanks for hanging out with us.